Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kinkiers folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today, my guest is Noir Kinks. This gentleman does great shabari work. So we're going to get into this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. So um, I had today uh, a gentleman that I follow named Noir Kinks. And uh, he has a great page, BDSM Noir on Instagram and I love it because not only is he a rigger but he has really nice designs and he shows um, that he uh, rigs on different body styles and I think that's really nice Um, one thing in the lifestyle because a lot of pictures you see is slim women tied up so on and so forth but he shows that you know uh, big bone women can be bound too, and just the joys of that. So, without further ado, here's my man Norris Kinks. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, I think what you said is definitely true. Uh, I'm glad that as uh, time has gone by, they're trying to get more. I get different body types into Shibari. I mean, I I only can think of maybe maybe one guy. Okay. That actually, no, maybe no, maybe two, two at most I could think of in my head. Mm-hmm. That actually have done suspension mm-hmm. with BBW black women mm-hmm. and does it consistently. Mm-hmm. I, only think, I only can think of two on my right. head, maybe, maybe. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. So, but um, what would you? Well, go ahead. Um, I want to say also that uh, in my case, due to that. I get a lot of different audience because I know I do different sizes. I, at first, I had people kind of get on me, give me DMs saying, oh, well, you only tie up uh, slimmer type women mm-hmm. that are tying up bigger women. They say, oh, you only tie up bigger women. Right. So either way, you just can't, can't win sometimes. <laughs> right. It's crazy. The audience. The audiences. You know, they, um, it's funny how, you know, you're displaying your talent or passing off information and then people will actually semi complain about the work that you don't. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of crazy. Like this is free. Oh yeah. I'm not charging people. I'm not claiming any body thing, anything. I'm just working with who I can work with, honestly. Right? Yeah. Sometimes you don't get women uh, of different sizes to want to do rigging. You know, they might be reluctant. So that's how long, true. How long have you how long have you been in the lifestyle of BDSM and how, and when you got in, did it go from one thing and then you decided to get into bondage? I think we all try a little something different and then some things, <laughs> some, right? some things of the lifestyle um, just goes to be your main, like your main thing, the thing that you're most passionate about. And so it seems like rope uh, and rigging is and uh, bondage is your niche. Like, uh, what what made you get into that once you got into the lifestyle? Uh, let's see. 
Uh, I know when I first got started, I know me being a big nerd and all that, I law about studying something I like to do. So um, I've been in lifestyle for pretty much about, it's about eight and a half years now. Right. And um, when I first wanted to get going, I started looking up on the internet and see what I could find. And uh, uh, luckily I was able to find me a mentor that was in there for a while, uh, about, about 15, 20 years, I'm trying right. to remember. But yeah, a pretty good while. And um, I learned from there that BDSM was deeper than what is shown on mainstream media. They always shown some commercial or video would make a joke about some guy who says he got a whip and chain right. and got a basement and yada yada. Oh, he did the kinky guy just tap whatever. Right. But she always she, they were telling me though that it's deeper than that, and that I was able to see that um, honestly after being locked up for a while, I saw more respect for doms and dames in their respective dynamics right. in their relationships and i've seen a lot of times for uh, the respect given for husband and wives in own vanilla relationships right. not that i'm saying that people in bdsm can't be married too i'm just saying when right. i compared the two on my experience i've seen it more alive in on the bdsm lifestyle at least right. for last long right. um but i think also due to the fact that it put so much into it the intimacy and the actual trust to let somebody do that to you. I mean, I told my friend, like, you know, what's going to take more trust? You going out there, let's say you go to a bar, have one night stand with some random guy, right. or you got some guy here to take you out one night, tie you up, put a vibrator to your pussy, pretty much choke you out and make sure you right. listen to everything he says until you scream. Right. Which right. one's going to take more? Which one's going to take more trust? Yes. I'm just, 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 just basic, you know, just fundamentals. I mean, it, yes. it just uh, act alone because of what we got to do. You, you're going to have to have more, inv I guess, investment. You can't just go through the motions. Like, I've heard women say that. They'll, they might get to the point just going through the motion with guys and, you know, no big deal. But when you got somebody got you tied and you can't move, it got your attention. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. <It> has, <laughs> and you can't. You know, just from the very act of, you know, that um, natural, how can I say this, um, human instinct, mm -hmm. when you can't see or move, mm -hmm. it literally puts you in a situation where it will have your utmost attention at best. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to put some kind of trust in this person because you're putting in a very vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And I will tell them learning that and throughout the years, um, especially once I've talked to, they a lot of complaints I've been hearing throughout the years in my uh, BDSM lifestyle, well, that a lot of them said either they had a boyfriend or husband at the time, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to choke, didn't want to learn about nothing, or um, basically they were trying to try something new, didn't feel that kind of connection. And a lot of times they had a job where they felt dominant all the time and never had a place they could really let go. They'll be the main ones that would want to do this, but they, you know, whether it's a kind of high power job, lawyer, doctor, teacher, whatever, and, you know, the kind of guy they go for, either not going for them or they just act too nice to them and they just get frustrated as hell. Right. So pretty much they go to here to feel some kind of bond release and to feel that kind of intimacy. It's a shame, really, that, you know, some of them felt as if, though, they only could let that side out in, I guess, in the BDSM, or, I guess, situation, because they had a hard time being submissive in vanilla. But put a BDSM tag on it, then it's okay. <laughs> right, it's okay. So, yeah. 
So it's a funny thing. Um, when you say you was, you're, you're a nerd, um, one of the things I think about BDSM, far as men that are intellectuals, nerds, and so forth, I think it really does us well because it deals with more of a mental aspect. And it deals with having to do research. And then you get into the practice part. And I want to drop, and I want to drop that plug in there is that uh, I listened to your podcast and uh, I think I do believe it was the first one or the second one you talked about the, uh, the young lady that the young lady that you met or the person that got you into the lifestyle and you speak yeah. to how you being a nerd and things like that. So even in my nerdiness, I've heard a lot of people. Say, <laughs> I, I hear a lot of people stuff, you know. And I, if somebody got something, I go on and I look, and I'm like, okay. And then when I seen that you, you know, I was following yourself, and then you started doing podcasts. I started listening. I was like, yo, I really like your podcast because you're speaking from, uh, you're speaking from a genuine place. You're not just throwing shit, you know, stuff against the wall to see the sticks. You're talking yeah. about your experience. And, you know, and I think it's really great that you speak to like, hey, I'm a nerd, you know, and but I think the nerds, the intellectuals are the ones, as you're saying, make men make the relationships intimate because we want to get to know that woman. We want to get into that woman's mind and figure out what makes her tick, because a lot of what women are going through having to go out here and work in in this male dominated world. Well, not really dominated much so much as much as it used to be but still having to go out here and compete having yep. that kind of martial energy martian energy uh which is aggressive and you know uh i think they need that release and so to you as a man women need to decompress i think we know as intellectuals like okay how do i figure out what the, it's not about the problem it's about how do i get her to come down off that mountain and pretty much yeah Pretty much right, and that makes it more intimate. And, and and women love the fact that men aren't just listening to them, but we're actually pouring into them and and trying to make them uh, at least relax and get out their head. At, at at least help them get out their head. And so I think you know just just saying all that, like I listen to your podcast, and I wouldn't have listened past the first one if I didn't really. Find, find it interesting or I just thought you were shooting the shit. I mean, you give good information. <laughs> <laughs> you, got too many, you got too many people. It's just real generic. You know, and I'm like, nah, you don't have it. I, you know, I, need, a, I need home cooking, man. I need, the, I need home cooking. Uh, so, um, I'm blaming. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And so, for people that may not know, what's the difference between Shabari and any other kind of uh, artistry I only really bring up shibari because I try to give people the actual one of the terms what it means I have people ask all the time it basically means to tie now of course, of course people can say rope art or the kind of way but I like bringing other terms people want to learn because there's quite a few times that people come to me whether on Instagram or on Twitter or on uh, FetLife asking about rope and I try to at least let them know so in case they run anywhere else, they now know the terms what people are saying. Then also let them know if you run either fake doms or fake subs, the um, the lingo and what to do and what to avoid. If you got a kind of if you got a sub in there coming there trying to demand stuff, don't even know you complete stranger, calling your names and all that, and say she wants you to do this and this and this. 
and don't even care about your limits, even that, even as a dom, you got limits too. Right. Yes, all yes. that. But yes, I will say it's time to run. And I right. tell the sub too, if you got a dom trying to dom you and all this, he just met you, don't even know your last name. Right. <laughs> and pretty much talking about you're gonna do all this. I said, There's nothing wrong with you walking away. Yeah, I said I have definitely seen some stories. I had some DMs on my Instagram and Twitter asking me for advice about they want to get into lifestyle, totally new vanilla. And what they should do. And um, I said, look, I'm, I will say communication is definitely key. You got to know where you stand. Do your research. But I said, I can at least tell you some kind of fundamentals to avoid what you're doing with doms, dames, subs, you know, what to avoid these toxic situations. Gaslighting, trying to control when there's no communication done. If nobody's asking you about your kinks, your hard limits, your safe words, your traumas, talking about you then i want to say that definitely a red flag and they're just going straight to how how they can pretty much smash it you know i mean there's some i've been hearing from what some of the women have told me that um on one hand bdsm has become more mainstream or trying to be more mainstream but at the same time there's a lot more vanillas and bdsm wannabes coming in there kind of diluting the pool and making some of the real ones look um yeah, harder to you know to believe more of the real ones, I guess. Right. Um, what I've been hearing, I've been hearing some say flat out they were going there, say some stuff like, "Oh, I'm kinky," and you know, yada yada, state some Fifty Shades of Gray terms or whatever, right, right, <laughs> right, right. and then oh, and then men proceed to get laid. Right. So I was like, I said, I said, look, it's, it's pretty simple. The guy, if you got something going for him physically, the tall or got some got some muscle, got something to work with. He can just try to assume you can just coast on saying a few lingo terms and, you know, he's in. And that's a shame. And I said, look, I've messed up. But at the same time, I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all need to be really vetting, vetting more on this. So y'all ain't just really feeling some kind of way and then blasting all down because some fake ones got in there. Right. And same with the subs. I seen those when they come in there, saw Fifty Shades of Grey, saw mm-hmm. Christian Grey. I said, look, first of all, Fifty Shades of Grey is... They hollow by term of BDSM. That's not real BDSM. Right. Secondly, if the man was in a trailer park and doing all that in the movie, it would be near romantic. Let's be real, man. Right. Yes. He, he ain't the billionaire. He, yeah. He trailer park buddy. Yeah. He, he ain't feeling that right. romance, are you? But, right, right, right. But um I was saying because of that, though, I mean, on one hand, I'm happy it's trying to make BDSM more come out more, but it's giving some false flags. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say letting you know where the person stands and talking about that, communicating and vetting will help you avoid a lot of pitfalls. Yes. And for me, I just started getting to Shibari and Real Bar like literally a little over a year ago. My mentor told me for years to get in the rope. She right. told me for years to get into podcasting, but I didn't do it till like, I literally did both Shibari and podcasting at almost the same time. I got started like in November 2019, and okay. I got started to rope also around that time okay. doing that. I li- hmm? Oh, yeah. I literally pretty much um, bought, bought a mannequin off of Amazon, bought some rope off of Amazon, and just literally just watched some Shibari videos on YouTube and learned from that. And, yeah, I found out, okay, I'm, it like, came kind of natural to me. And the rest was kind of history. Nice. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I really said, okay, yeah. Now, I will admit, 
the last thing I probably still want to go for it will be uh, uh, maybe suspension. I might have go to classes with that one because that one I can't really try to just bosh that one. I you don't want you don't want to bosh that one. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to mess that one. No, you, you can't afford to miss. It's kind of like you know, uh, it's all those kind of mistakes. You just can't say, "Oh, I messed up." Right, not you like know. that. Yeah. So, to your point, and for people that may not know, the suspension is really intricate because you don't want to put the rope in a place that blocks an artery. Yeah, right? and it's a lot with that, and the rope and the type of rope you use. For example, I was in a a, a king store here in, mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. and I was like, you know, let me get some rope. I'm gonna practice, just like you said. Uh, go on YouTube, watch some stuff. And they was like, what kind of rope you want? I was like, well, you know, how many, what you mean? I was on some rope. They like, well, you know, we had a couple different types of rope. You know, you got the- uh, Your you cotton. Got the, you got the cotton. You got the more, um, of the more, uh, the, it's more yep. like, I forget what it's called. Is it more like plastic? Oh, well, I think the ones I've heard mainly with the nylon, MFP, cotton, hemp. Yes, um, nylon. The nylon. nylon. So which which ones can you which 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 is the type that you have to really take care of? Like you have to wash it. Honestly, on, honestly, um, I stick to MFP and the cotton because I can really wash that better. Okay. Now for hemp, hemp is like I said, each, the ropes have their own strengths and um, uh, cons and pros. Okay. MFP and nylon look pretty, real smooth, don't really scratch you. Mm -hmm. But for people who enjoy doing ties like I do, which is more like bondage lock you up you can't move mm -hmm. um you have to really go over the top with the knots because it's easier to get untied on those kind of rope on okay. that kind of rope okay. now hemp hemp and cotton mm -hmm. those knots are hard to come out so when you lock people up in that thing mm -hmm. they ain't getting loose and that's also one of the better ropes to use for um suspension too although people have used other ones but i heard more safety on when it comes to hemp and those guys okay at least for um, but yeah, for, for washing, I would say nylon, um, MFP, cotton. I say, yeah, I heard some people, they try to wash hemp by putting in the sun using oil, but I prefer using bleach and alcohol when I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. What would you, what would you say would be like for someone just starting out, what would you say would be, uh, the biggest challenges opposed to the greatest reward? The reward is I got this person tied up and then, oh, I got this person, I had this person tied up, but I made this thing look so beautiful. Like, all right, what would you say would be the challenges in becoming a novice into someone more experienced like yourself? Um, let's see. I think the biggest challenge is one thing my mentor told me. I was learning about subspace, subdrop, and aftercare. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I didn't believe when I read an article about how I can bring somebody to almost a trance-like state mm -hmm. to the point where they feel that high um, incoherence pretty much literally just lost in the situation to the point where they tell the dom, you got to be really careful. Let's say you're doing an impact scene. They're taking more than they usually do because they're literally high. High, right. And they said, that's something else I also tell women to watch out for, whether they're dealing with fake doms or fake dom A's. Mm -hmm. If they do not give you aftercare, and they don't care about that run because you're in a right. they, they have just enough experience to get you high, but right. don't give a darn about you on the aftercare. That's right. dangerous. Right. I've heard yeah. of women, <clears throat> I heard of women literally um 
uh, what I've been in an article, they tell them sometimes not even to, uh, if they can, depending how high they get, not even to drive home alone. Uh, depending how high a suspect you can get. I, I've seen mm-hmm. some articles on that. I've seen right. some say pretty much they get like that, you know, that kind of aftercare mm-hmm. and they don't have it. It's like, it's like, okay, I heard a, a term when guys would do stuff with girls or whatever and they just hit and run. Mm-hmm. But hitting and running on that is a whole other ball game. She's feeling suspect, first time ever feeling that. She's feeling this kind of vulnerability, this kind of openness. She ain't used to this and you just drop her like that. Right. I've seen some girls get traumatized. Cause that strong feeling and then that drop hit like right. a dag blasted nuke and they're pretty much they don't know what the hell is going on. Right. And yeah. now you got somebody scarred from BDSM because somebody didn't finish the finish the job and now they feel some kind of way. Right. And it, right. And that's so important because like you like you're like you're saying, when you have someone bound up and they can't move for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. it's not like you just put it on and oh look. We did it, and I'm gonna take it off. You know, it's like okay, we're we're here, and now is a whole nother phase to this. And like you saying, like no matter if they're trusting you and they're nervous in the beginning until you get them tied, there becomes a point mm-hmm. where they stop thinking about being bound, not being able to move, and just breathing and enjoying the moment. And one of the things that I hear in your audios that you put up on Instagram. You were talking one young lady through that whole time. You you had her bound, and then you're just talking to her like, I want you to relax. I want you to like clear your mind. I want you to, you know, you just going through this whole conversation with her, just just telling her to just kind of relax and, you know, get into that zone. And you, like me, we have these voices, right? And so our voices mm-hmm. can be very soothing. So I can only imagine a woman bound, blindfolded, and all she can yeah. hear is you moving around the room, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it I, does a lot. Yeah, I do this in a, I do this as part of a, <laughs> I do this in part of a, in part of a scene where my subject can't move, and I have her blindfolded, and I was just walk around grabbing stuff, you know, and you can hear me grabbing different things, metal stuff. I might drop something here and there just to get their, you know, just to get them like, oh, you know, like, what's that? Get their curiosity peaked. But then there's a time where I want them to come down, where I want them to level out. And, and it just becomes some peace, you know. And, and then I start going in with some impact stuff. But nothing too heavy, as you said. And also, as you're saying, after that session is over, you have to know those things that they need to bring them out of subspace very, very gently and very calmly. Like you said, you don't want to just drop them. You want to be able to bring them out so they can be relaxed, coherent, and all that. uh, So Yeah, it takes time a little bit. Yeah, it takes time. And, And I think I can be impatient sometimes. So for me, trying to learning uh, rope, I know I'm like, okay, I'm watching these videos. I'm like, I have to be patient. I got to be patient. I got to get this around the body over here, above the breast, below the breast. And I'm coming around. Like, ah, I messed that up. <laughs> so I, I know that you got to have patience. When it comes to doing sessions and, and doing bondage, what would you say would be 
the biggest challenge as far as doing group play? Um, let's see. The biggest challenge. Um, depending on the woman, um, the first getting past her fears, how she sees the rope. I had one that literally came to me and wanted me to tie her in the woods and we're getting ready to go. I got the rope out and I'm just putting the rope, just barely touching the arm. She's like, oh, wait, 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 You wanted me to tie you and now you're like literally jumping. You have your clothes on. Right. Nobody's going to do anything. Right. <laughs> okay, 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 go, go, go. And so I'm trying to ready to go here and literally she just started fishing again. Now, I, I will admit, that's probably the scariest one I probably had when it came to this. Just mm. <laughs> this, 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 this jumping. It took like literally about 30 minutes to get a basic chest tie in. Mm. But once you finally got the chest tie in and felt it, you finally calmed down and wanted to do, you know, the other ties. But until then, it was like we're running around there trying to get the thing going. <laughs> then, of course, the other one is, <laughs> the other one was um, walking around and, you know, especially in the park. You get people looking at you. I've had quite a few. <laughs> if you do stairs, they walk in their dog, or right. and they pretty much they'll try to use their dog and excuse to kind of sniff around nearby and just keep right. taking peeks at us and looking away and peeks right. looking away. Or right. guy walking to the girlfriend. The girlfriend's clearly turned on and pointing at her, and then asking the guy, "Can you do something?" <laughs> something like that. I seen some. I seen some of those, and I just kept telling them, "Look, if you don't make it, a big deal." They won't make it either. You make it like a big deal, then they'll start freaking out too. Right. Um, right. Right. But I would say the, the biggest thing is getting past that first initial trust. The first meeting, the first tie, because they're nervous, they never met the person, and um, they never been tied before at all. So it's a lot. And um, the first get that through where they feel they can trust you once you get past that first big hurdle. And I think for everybody, you got a bigger wall. I mean, everybody's walls are different. But once that first wall is finally pushed past, mm -hmm. the rest become a whole lot easier. Nice, nice, nice. Have you uh, had any, do you do classes? Do you teach? Um, I've been asked that before and my mentor have been telling me I should try. I'm trying to figure I'm gonna try to really go into that. Okay. They've been doing the classes, the classes idea. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get my, um, I guess while doing this rope and doing my sessions and whatnot, my podcast, I'm still thinking about trying to get the whole comic thing I, I worked on or getting back on trying to work on my shop. But the classes idea, I have thought about it. I'm just thinking how I'm trying to organize it, honestly. Right, 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 right. Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that would, that would love to learn. Sure. Oh yeah, that is. I I've been asked a few times. I I try to do a few tutorial videos on my a rope when I can. I said there's some right. basic ties that pretty much people can do starting out pretty simple, and it's not anything too crazy complicated for the, at least the basic fundamentals. Right. Now the rest, there are some other ties. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's plenty on Instagram that they got like some intricate stuff going on there. But I've seen plenty of riggers who definitely um, I guess made money during sessions. And the ties aren't always intricate. It's pretty much just the time and how you put in the passion you got behind it. Right. Or your creativity. Right. Everybody has their own strength they can use. Use, right. <laughs> Are there any other mm -hmm. forms of bondage that you like as well that might not be 
as popular for you as root, but that you like because there's a lot of different stuff like um, people. Some people like using chains. Some people like using uh, leather straps. What, what do you? What else do you find? Um, I have. I have. That's the funny part. When I first got started, I was using um, some of the chains, and I have a few of my leather straps. I, I pretty much for those that got my, uh, I guess in the very beginning of my page. I do have the leather cuffs, but ever since I got in the rope, I've been so focused on the rope. I haven't used cuffs in a while. <laughs> I, I, I've been I've been forcing myself to just only use rope to bond them, so I get better at it. So I've been doing that for for at least this year now. That now I barely even use my leather cuffs. But now that I've gotten better at my my uh, rope, I wouldn't mind adding some more. Cause I really want to try adding my old bar spreader as well. Okay. Even though I found out there was a way to make a rope bar spreader, just pretty much bind around the ankles and link around between them, you can make your own little bar spreader that way. Oh, but okay. there's something about the the metal that does it. Right. The rope, in a way, is so versatile that pretty much after a while, you can pretty much use that to substitute for so many things. But um, I guess for some, they do miss the leather. Right. Then, of course, we have the old, I, I think the one I did see, where basically one was tied to a chair and put the Itachi to the middle of it mm-hmm. and then tie the arms and legs. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's some stuff going on there. Yeah. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that I got I to gotta get into. I got to try that one. I mean, it's, it's such a famous picture that you always see uh, a mm-hmm. woman in a chair or the chair by itself with the Hitachi in the middle. But I've always wanted to try that. I'm, I'm going to I'm have to really get into that. So I need to step my uh, I need to step my my shibari game up. So let me ask you. So do you find it easier to just use rope to tie somebody, or actually to tie them to something like a chair or a tree? Um, actually, uh, it, it to me is easier tying them to a tree or to something because it's pretty much just a basic tie. Once you get past the hitch and the bite and going back there and put me looping around, mm-hmm. that's a little more uh, simple as opposed to more an intricate tie like a booty basket or chest harness there or arm binder, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The time to something, just kind of looping around the arm and the and the object, loop around there, do about two or three times and make mm-hmm. go between and kind of make the little uh, first column tie. We've got plenty of those on, uh, on uh, YouTube and all that. But they make that and boom, they're pretty much locked in. That's that's what I, what I like. I like the bondage locks in. But then I also like the whole creativity, what you can do. I always tell people the sensory deprivation when you actually get creative about the things you can make. For example, let's say one is tied to a chair. She got the Itachi on there and now it's on the pussy and now she's got that thing going crazy. Then you got her blindfolded. So now her legs are tied to the chair, her arms are tied to the chair, and then you have her blindfolded. Now there's a good chance she's going to be pretty vocal. And while she's vocal, you can use her own phone to let her listen to herself and record that. Right. Then once you get a good enough of vocals, then you can get some noise-canceling earphones, put it on her head. The only thing she can hear is her own screams and while the thing keeps going. <laughs> yes. yes. That's a good way. That, that's also a form of sensory deprivation, yes. uh, basically taking out the hearing and the sight. Right. Um, and, and then a little bit of hearing of that. Or you can do the other way other way where you put on noise camera earphones and she only can hear your voice recording while it's happening all at the same time. Basically causing the sensory overload and uh, explosion. 
Oh man, um, you know what? I'm, I'm writing that down because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know it's funny because I got the I got the uh, I have an iPhone. I got the AirPods, and you can do the noise mm-hmm. canceling, right? And I've never mm-hmm. thought about using them damn headphones in a session. Like you just gave me a great damn idea. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, that's I'm, that type of time. I'm implementing that immediately. Yes. <laughs> Put that in there. All they can hear is you or whatever you want them to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I, I gotta think about that. Uh, that's uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I gotta use that. I gotta really gotta use that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, got, you really got me thinking about it. Like, huh? I mean, it, it is. I tell people all the time, like, of all the senses, taste. Sight, mm. hearing, um, mm. feel, smell. I mean, the biggest ones most people think about are usually the sight and the hearing. Right. So, taking those two, all they can have is at the feel. Then, yeah, that's 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 pretty intense. That's, I was telling one of the people who asked me that's why people wear that full black mask, right? Because literally they are um, trying to deprive the senses and literally enhance that sense that sensory um, sensory overload, right? But adding that as well, another form of domination and a bit of a, I guess, in their term, they call it a mind fuck. Right. That literally will have them <laughs> pretty much feeling some kind of way. Right. So let me ask you, so what what, what would you estimate your longest session was as far as, you know, with Oh, oh, yeah, about, uh, let me think. I think about maybe uh, three, yeah, about three hours. Wow. In that case, I would do. I was, I was uh, having a session because one wanted had a session with me, and basically she enjoyed it so much she told her friend. So basically, I was doing two at the same time. Wow! So I had to, so pretty much I had to have uh, both tied up together, and I had to. I, that was when I finally realized I understood why some riggers have two attaches. Wow! And I finally had to. I, I, I finally had to buy two attaches and do dual wheel. And go that way and said, okay, so just so I said, I'm gonna do this. I said, nice. I seen riggers do this two having two sessions at the same time. I seen it happen, but that, that was my first time ever having a session like that with you know, I heard stories about it, but you know, but right. actually doing that is a whole nother deal. And so I had to use the rope, tie the ropes, had them both st- mm-hmm. sitting doggy style and link their legs together mm-hmm. to make sure their knees are touching. Right. Use the rope to bring bind those legs together. Then the other rope would basically bind the ankle underneath the iron bar mm-hmm. and then bind the arms also beneath the iron bar. So the arm foul stretched in front of them right. and laid behind them in dog style position and stuck that way and then did what I could with the toys like that. Nice, nice. That's nice. how I tried how to make it work. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, do all sessions include sex? Because I know that's a big question that people no, no. ask and, and not all of them do. Even though a lot of the play is intimate, for you, are they, um, do your sessions inc- have to include sex? Like, it, like I'm only doing it. My thing is, my, my, my thing is, if I'm having clients that are paying, mm-hmm. the one thing I try to stick with is basically you don't try to fuck your clients. Right, no doubt. Now, if, if, it, if it, if, yeah, if it's your play partner or whatever, then yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I pretty much, you have a play partner, you have that for free, there's something you do with every rigor I pretty much I know out here got play partners who they can pretty much do their thing and ain't got to worry about it. And as for the business client, to try to keep more business-like, don't fuck them, do this. They might use toys. They might use rope. They might use Atachi. They might use some goddamn tennis dildo called wham, bam, thank you, right, but they're not right, going to fuck them. Right. 
Right. Right. Now, how do how do you? Because I know guys need to hear this. How do you discipline yourself not to have sex um, with someone that you have tied up and vulnerable and you're you're attracted to, or or she's attractive enough that you would have sex with? I tell them all the time. I said, um, I, I used to have my part time job as a personal trainer. Okay. And a lot of times people came to me about how they can put muscle on. Right. And um, one of the things I told them was three things. I said, one, you want to look up a workout program. It could be calisthenics or it could be a weight, whatever you want to pick. You want to pick something you could be consistent to. It ain't got to be extremely extreme. Right. All about saying be consistent. If you're not consistent, you might as well be wasting your time because consistency is the thing that makes the change. That's the magic pill people don't want to swallow. Mm-hmm. All right. The second thing is find some a decent diet, whether it be like either keto, vegan, whatever, or you follow the fundamentals, one gram protein per pound, one gram of fat, one gram of carb, whatever right. you want to go for. Um, that's the simple. You can look up online. Anybody can find that. Right. And the last one, this is the secret sauce. So they, they want to know what the secret sauce is? So, okay. Good <laughs> secret sauce. The secret sauce is for about 60 to 90 days, do not jack off and don't bust a nut. Hmm. Basically, I explained it's called NoFap. It's a technique by not doing that, not masturbating, not giving a nut. You are conserving the, the energy and the hormones. Every time a guy busts a nut, he's letting out DHEA, testosterone, zinc, precious hormones that pretty much give him strength. It's the actual life force, right. sexual energy. Right. And I tell him for the guys, you want to practice sexual transmutation. Mm. I'm not saying you should always never masturbate, but I'm saying by actually trying this out at least once. It changes your view. I said, right. it's it, 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 the stuff that's proven from that. It helps improve muscle mass, it makes your voice lower, more energy, it improves your pheromones. The point is to create people that have to feel it around you, after your confidence, increases your uh, serotonin production, dopamine production. It literally does so much benefits, but basically, when you don't bust a nut, it's almost like a superpower, but it called a sacrifice. Right. And I said, but by doing that, I said, for more proof, how about this? I told him to look, go to the gym. I want you to jack off before you go to the gym every time you work out for a whole week. All right. <laughs> next next week, don't jack off before you work out every time at the gym. And you tell me which one is the easier workout for you. Right. Right. And then they said, oh yeah, when I don't jack off. Yeah, I know. And pretty much that testosterone, people don't want to talk about it. The testosterone is a hell of a thing, man. It would, you know, it changes it. And y'all have proven how testosterone is even known to we rewire the brain. Right. I'm like hormones are powerful stuff. You don't underestimate them. It's actual life force you're spewing. I'm like, look, if you got a girlfriend, a wife, or a play partner, save it for the real thing. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend jacking off and just pretty much transmutate it to something else. Your job, your passion, whatever, and use it. It gives you a fire. So, you know. So it's funny you said that. I wrote something. There's two things about this. I wrote something last week that said I did a little meme that said not about denying her sex. It's about denying yourself sex if you want to have, how do I phrase this the right way? Denying yourself pleasures, whether it be sexual or whether it be candy, liquor, whatever person's pleasure, denying yourself pleasure gives you more spiritual power. And mm-hmm. I also talk about semen retention. And a lot of people yep. have heard of that. And I was like, well, semen mm-hmm. retention is what you're speaking on. But there are some people who, like men, will masturbate, will get themselves to the point of you feeling you're about to come and stop. 
And, yep. and while they're doing that, they're focusing on a goal that they want to accomplish. And that brings that testosterone, that energy, that magnetism up, and then it pushes it back down, which makes you mm-hmm. intestinally, when they say intestinal fortitude, that's what it is. It goes right back to your center and makes you that much stronger. And people people say, I never heard this. I never, and I'm like, well, this is why boxers don't have sex two or three months before they fight. Because when they when they have when they when they come, they blow a lot of their a lot of their their energy out of their core. And they need their legs to fight. So if you're having sex before you fight, you're you're gonna be done. As you're saying, working out before you, you know what I mean, um, having sex before you know or, or masturbate before you work out and not, you know, there's a difference. And and unfortunately us as men uh, we're not. We were not really taught that a lot, and I'm glad that you speak on that, and I'm glad that I speak on it because people need to. We need to see ourselves as more than just getting a dick hard and fucking. Uh, Pretty uh, much, yeah. Or fucking ourselves, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Pretty um, much. But we need that kind of information out there, and I'm and and, it's, and I'm glad that nerds like you and like myself are into this lifestyle to speak to this. And sometimes I know women get a little discouraged. They think, well, damn, like, these guys aren't like you. And I would like to have a guy like you. And guys like us are out here. They just need to know what to look for. And what you're looking for is not going to be Christian Gray or uh, such and such and such and such, Michael P. Jordan or whatever. You know, these are going to be regular dudes, but they're going to talk a different kind of way. And you have to be mm-hmm. in, you have to be interested in their language. But if you don't know the language they speak in, how can you connect with them? And so a lot of it is a lot of women have to step their game up. And, yeah, I've been seeing some of that too. I've been mm-hmm. I've been trying to teach some Bessie on that because I look the guy can do so much, but it takes two to uh, takes two to tango. I was yes. saying one thing. I, this is this is a really I know this is one of the really I had a conversation about sometime with some um, submissives and those that came to me before, but it was a really hard conversation I had. But they asked me to look. I know you want the guy who got the six pack, six figure, over six foot pack of pipe. I got that. I understand. I said, look, let's think about it like this. You ever see those Disney Disney princess movies? All right. Now one of the de- common denominator is there's one prince. And somehow all the women, all the princesses, all over this guy's jock, right? It's all over the guy. So my thing is, let's do some basic math here. There's a whole town of women and men here. But if all the women are going for the one prince, that means there's going to be a lot of unhappy people. Right, right. <laughs> yes. I said, somebody, like Beauty and the Beast, for example, she got the prince and all that. And then there was the, the, the bad guy, um, Gaston, everybody was kind of going for. Mm-hmm. I said, eventually, though, there's only one Gaston and only one beast. Right. You got the evil evil alpha guy, right. and you got the good you got alpha guy here. But right. then you got the rest of them. You got the baker. You got the, right. the smith. So yeah. Who's going to get them guys? Right. What's, what's going to happen there? <laughs> right. not, and then, top of, then also, top it off, not all the women are looking like Bill. Some of the girls were looking kind of tore, looking pretty tore up. I mean, don't want to talk about that either. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to say it. Those, those, are, those are stuff in Disney people don't want to talk about. Not everybody was buff and, and neat and like Gaston. Not everybody was a rich, 
rich right. furry guy in a, in a castle. Right. So, you know, we got uh, not everybody was, was built like Bill. Eventually, people pretty much have to go with what they have and to make it work. Am I saying you should settle for toxic? No. Right. Am I saying you should be in reality? Yes. Right. That's what I'm saying to pretty much. That it, that's what those hard conversations that I try to explain like that. Some some people that say, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's a whole town. You're literally right. disregarding a whole town because everybody's pining for the same guy. Same guy right. And you're going to make a lot of miserable women. And, she, <laughs> and, and so when I talk to when I talk to females about this and talk to them about vetting as well, it's a lot of it is you got to stop romanticizing love so much. Romance will be a part of love in a relationship, but you got to stop romancing it yourself because you'll take a guy that's that's not the guy and overlook his flaws because okay, he's interested in me and woo woo woo, and that's when you get those abusers. Uh, you have to look yep. at this very realistically, and and once you get above. 35, you should have a realistic view of life and and how people are, human beings are, and everybody's fallible. But you, to me, I, I just boil it down. You got to find people with consistent behavior. If his, yeah. if his behavior mm-hmm. isn't consistent, then how can you trust it? You got to listen. No, you got you to li- listen less and pay attention more, you know, to the actions. Mm-hmm. That's true. I tell all the time that actions speak loud in the words. You really see who they are with that, as opposed to uh, what they um, what they keep saying. Everybody can say some pretty words to their blue in the face. I I have honestly uh, seen a bit of that. Like I, I remember one girl was telling about this guy she was talking to, and how she he was married, and he said he talked about all the time that he's going to leave his wife for her. And I said, how long has he been with you? Over about two years, right? So for two years, this man was saying he's going to leave, and he's still sticking you, right. but the wife's still there, right? right. So yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I'm not sure a lot of homes or anything now, but um, I'm just saying, man, you know, and then, uh, let's say on a 10% chance he actually follows through, all right? Well, oh, well, whoop de do. What does that mean for you? If he cheated on his wife to get you, what makes you think he don't do the same to you? And vice and vice versa for the women. The same thing, guy um, having some wife talking about the guy taking care of business at home, do feel sorry for her, and try to rescue her from the big bad, whatever. Right. And then uh, my thing is, that if you do get her, she'll do the same thing to you. So either way, once again, go back to actions over words. Right. They'll speak very loudly. Right. It's funny. A friend of mine asked me the other day about um, what I. Basically, would I take someone back or not take someone back? Like, how do I feel about if someone lied to me? And I I said, well, the first thing I'm thinking of, I'm looking at myself. What did I, what did I foster an environment that this person felt like they couldn't tell me the truth? Let me think about that first. Then my second thought is talking to them like, okay, why did you lie to me? And then, it, you know, and depending on the offense, can I carry on and still be, you know, move on whichever direction we're going in, or I'm going to halt it right there. But a lot of it is I have to ask the other person, like, have I created a, an environment where you felt as though you had a lot of me? Because I'm a pretty open person. I, you know, whatever it is, you can tell me whatever it is. If it's a harsh reality, it's a harsh reality. 
even if it's a selfish one on your part, it's just better you tell me than me to, you know, than me to be left in the dark. I have a, uh, I have a friend now, he's dealing with a young lady for two years, two, three years. He had a, he, he, he was married, got divorced. He had this young girl the whole time. He's dealing with this other girl, gets the young girl pregnant, has the baby. Don't tell the other girl. This is a hot mess. Now, all the while he's doing that, now he got his college sweetheart <laughs> in the picture. Oh, oh, hell. He goes, gets engaged to her. And the whole time, he's not telling the, the one young lady in the middle that of, of any of this other than he told her he got a baby, right? Thinking that maybe oh, she's yeah. going she to kick him to the curb over the baby. And she's like, no, we can work this out. He's like, damn, okay. And the thing is, I'm like, yo, yo bro, we above, we above 40. Like, these women, it's not that women don't have an option, bro, but they, they don't want to keep starting over. So no, I know. Damn, damn, she accepted the kid, but now you about to now you eventually have to tell her that you're engaged or get out of it some kind of way, and then she finds out you're engaged. But the whole thing, I'm like, yo, man, you just doing a lot, man. You know, and he was like, yo, I just think once I got divorced, man, I kind of went wow. I'm like, yeah, but yo, look at your responsibility. You know, like you're responsible yeah. for, for people, man, and that's just. It's not cool to do people like that when you can just simply tell them the hard truth. You're not the one. I'm sorry. What we had was good. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you knew she wasn't the one the whole time anyway. That's why you went and did what you did. So I don't, you know, it's just a lot of guys, man. Um, even when they're older, they, you know, they still have a hard time being themselves and just telling the truth, man. And, that, and that's, so unfortunate. And and that's not even getting into him being in the BDSM, which he's not, thank God. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, at least because that, that'll get your car scratched up and, you know, and maybe some other oh, yeah. thing, you know. Well, first of all, he already, oh, yeah. he's already at windows being busted out, car scratched up now. You do some oh, BDSM, you talking about, man, you might get cut. <laughs> You know, yeah, more shot. But to that point, <laughs> but to that point, you know, just guys, I don't get it, man. You know, uh, we need to just be able to just tell, you know, tell our truth. There's going to be women who are going to be with it. There's going to be women who's not going to be with it. But at least they can respect you, and that's my biggest thing is respect. They can respect that your, your actions meet up with your words. But a lot of guys, man, they just feel like, I don't know, I think it's some cowardice shit that you just can't tell a woman where she's standing in life. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So Honestly, I've seen so many of that where the actions not match the word that people just, I mean, for example, if you're anybody who's been on Twitter, mm-hmm. Lord, the oh. level of hate and flame on Twitter. It's crazy. It's downright, it's, it's downright, Legendary. I, I don't know where they find these people. Right. I know. I saw. I saw this. I, I, I saw this one tweet. This girl put out that men deserve black men deserve happiness too. Right. And the responses on that thing. <laughs> the Bible right. said, "No, they don't ever." No. Right. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's good to know who you are. Yeah, I, I, what the hell? What the hell happened to get down to that point? If they said black women deserve happiness, I said, yeah, they, they, 
I said, they do. I said, look, I keep talking about what we have with Trump and the cops. Don't get wrong, they are screwing us. Right. But it's bad enough white folks over there are trying to, to, to annihilate us. Why do we want to kill ourselves exactly. as well? Right, exactly. I'm like, exactly. I tell them the I was like, I told them, I said, look, man, it's in the past. Said, I don't want to fight you. I'm not trying to fight. We got we got enough fighting already as it is. Right. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, that y'all doing it, I tell black people that. Y'all are basically doing their job. Yes. Why should they have to destroy us when we can do it ourselves? Yes. yes. They're laughing at us right now. And I and I'm told guys, mm-hmm. I hear about the, the issues that men have with women, especially black men with women. And I tell people, like, I really don't have that problem. I don't even deal with those type of women. I see them from the beginning, and I don't even try to I don't even engage them. I don't give them no airtime with me. Because I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm not gonna waste their time, and I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm not trying to convince you of anything and and i know that hurt people hurt people so i don't do it you know um i hear all the complaints i see guys talking to women now trying to save them trying to give them heads up i give them props for that i, I spent my 20s and some of my 30s giving them the same information but at this point in my life yep. i just don't i don't feel like dragging myself down that road and i tried to be in a relationship with a woman like that's sort of combative like that. And it just is not it's just not worth it. As much as we love each other, oh, no. it's just not worth it, man. You know, because um, I have things that I'm trying to do. I have a certain way I see my life being lived and I want to be in harmony with someone. I don't want to be in what I see most of my clients, they marry and they're unhappy. Well, not can't say yep. most of them, but a lot of them are unhappy. Oh yeah. That... There are a few that are content and then there's there's a there's about a good twenty percent that are absolutely happy, love their spouse, you know, wouldn't trade them in for the world, wouldn't trade the situation in for the world. But most men that are married that I've talked to, if you ask them if they would do it again, they would say hell no. Oh yeah, that, that that's another another. I had I had a um, one of another fan send me some stuff about. How do men view marriage? That's another landmine that definitely got a lot of controversial mm-hmm. responses. I said, look, I, I said, look, honestly, I think a lot of things got to be changed. Um, top it off, I mean, the whole, I'm not even gonna try to bring the whole court system and everything else right. or about how right. a guy can literally, a woman can get pregnant. And if they don't prove, if the guy cannot prove he's not the father in two years, right. and she already named him the father, he can still pay child support for a kid not his. Yeah. Or, or the version I saw a 14 year old boy who got statutory raped by a teacher right. and she got pregnant. His right. parents had to pay child support right. to his rapist. Right. Um, those kind of things you don't hear too often. I mean, right. those are wrong. I said, there are definitely women getting screwed, but you hear that all over the place. Right. Um, but for the guys, they're getting screwed just as bad. And when I tell people, we only look at only one side of the equation, mm-hmm. you just screwed each other. Or yes. the old old fashioned way, right. when you say, um, when you keep saying, well, fuck everybody. Well, the thing is, if everybody is saying fuck everybody, right. then everybody gets fucked. I'm just saying, it's, it's a right. basic math. So right. I, I say marriage, I think that they fix some things, it could work. But for a lot of guys, especially with the attitudes, mm-hmm. I mean, when they tell them that you have over 50% chance that people get divorced and then guys losing their money, losing their kids right. and all that guys then now they got to weigh their options are they willing to bet their rest of their life that it's not going to happen they're having their pension their kids and their house right and a lot of guys just don't don't take the shot and right. you know that, that that's a shame i hear women women now they're feeling it 
the amount of men actually doing it is, is slipping more and more. Yes. And then the the pool, and I have to take it back. The pool of the type of men they want is slipping more and more. Yes. And so now you got, you got more. The, even some of the betas are you know just backing out because now you see some of the women going for the alpha or sigma types. Right. That the betas have no shot, and then top it off because of the internet. The internet have taken the veil off of things. Right. Now you see things now that you couldn't see back then because we have your technology and all that. Mm-hmm. Now betas can see how alphas are getting treated. Right. They got a, a beta whining and dining and doing all this and getting her stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you got guys like Alpha the Dom, then she's out there in the forest getting tied up while you're out there texting her about taking her out somewhere. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm, exactly. Just saying, I'm just saying, man. Yes, I had a guy. <laughs> I, I was telling. Uh, I did a podcast with my with my friend uh, Legendary Wolf, and I was saying a guy hit me up on my page and asked me if I could teach him how to be an alpha male. And my uh, and he's 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 above forty. And I was saying to him, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably can't do that. However, there's nothing wrong with being a beta, but there's also okay to have your limits you mm-hmm. know? and and more than likely I could maybe help him understand how to get more out of his his current situation his current woman then I could try to teach him how to be alpha male. You just can't teach people how to be alpha males um and and but there's nothing wrong with being beta males like I have friends that are beta males who are married who are happy who are who are respected as men in their relationships? They may not be the overall um, decision maker. However, their life is good. They're not complaining, and so on and so forth. So I know there's a lot of demonization right now of beta males, and I get it. Yeah, but it's there's, the- but there's nothing wrong with beta males. I, I just it, it, oh, it, oh, oh no oh no. I, and I know that's not oh. what you're saying. I know that's not what you're saying. I know that's not what you're saying, but I, I'm, I'm trying to get it through the people that there's nothing wrong with beta males, but what betas have to understand if you're not if you're not content in being a beta, then you have to ask yourself why is that? Why is that? Society, why? right? Why is that? Is it society or is it or is it you feel as though you're not winning your relationships? Well, I think it's society because right because if you're winning your relationships, who gives a damn what society? Is? Mm. You know, I got, <laughs> I know a dude. He wore uh, he wore a shirt that says "The Trophy Husband." I think that's some beta shit. I would never wear no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but his wife, I, I, but it, I, his wife pay all the bills though. She go out and make the money. Oh, yeah. She pays all the bills. She supplies the lifestyle he lives. Okay, well, see, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Work for him, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it I know. For him, and he don't care. He ultimate beta. He out there. Uh, pictures with his wife and you know my family this my family that he running that game on the side he banging a bunch of chicks too but he played that role oh, oh god you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm saying he, but he played that he played that trophy husband role my wife is so great my my life is so great he banging a bunch of chicks on the side though Jesus Christ yeah but well, yeah I, I I get my thing and you're right I don't think there's nothing wrong being beta. My right. problem is because of society mm-hmm. and the way they demonize betas, mm-hmm. a lot of betas, except for some of the lucky few, mm-hmm. catch hell. Yes. 
I mean, when, when you got guys literally, you know, be a nice guy and all this, and you got to work so hard and you get basically some of the alphas or sigmas leftovers, right? then, you know, right. yeah, that, that part is messed up. Right. And so I think a society at, or just show more respect, or even for the betas, I would say they could be beta, and a lot of them had other boundaries and some self-respect a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They avoid a lot of problems. They ain't got to be just alpha. Just right. basically just say no to certain things, and they got avoid a whole lot of hell. Right. But a lot of them don't, and because society treats them like crap, Right. and uh, women in the society deem them as, well, not up to par, or basically the guy you settle with, mm-hmm. then yeah. But I, I'm, I'm happy there are some select, there are some few that actually just doing pretty good. Right. They'll, take, they'll, 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 they'll run the beta game, take that. And there are some that I've seen to even play the, what do you call that? Uh, play the beta mass role. They right. beta up around certain women and they let their guard down and they're steadily just sticking everything behind. I've seen that too. So, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. All it's, right. I mean, there are some dudes out here that subscribe to being taken care of. Yeah. And, yeah. And I can, it, I see that. You have so many women that are alpha females and they want to play mommy. They don't mind taking care of a man. And I don't see there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just that those alpha women now say they want an alpha man, but you can't fall in line with the alpha man. Yeah, and here's the paradox. Here's the paradox. <laughs> you want the alpha guy, but then you want to try to get the guy to follow you or tame the guy or whatever. Yeah. So now you hear the paradox. If if he really is that type of alpha, you're probably not going to tame him. Your guys are going to constantly butt heads. Either you fall in line or whatever, or y'all just going to break it up. Yes. If somehow by whatever the alpha guy does get tamed, then you're going to get darn turned off and think he's not the man you thought he was, and right. then move on anyway. He it's was, a lose-lose. He was a beta disguised in, as an alpha. Because <laughs> yeah. we know how this goes. There's only about so much you can do sexual-wise and all that before you get real close to somebody and they reveal who they are. And that's what yeah, I, that's true. And that's what I tell these people is about consistency. Even with dating, I'm like Take your time. Date these people. See who they are. Is he being consistent in his behavior on a daily basis? If he's not, then you have to question that. You know, if he's only coming over after 11 o'clock, it is a hit. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't allow him to paint it like it's anything else. No, yeah, it's true. You know, if you can have sex with him and not catch feelings, then go for it. You know, but after a while, women, they want more. And... I'm sure mm-hmm. you, I know you, I'm sure you heard of this brother Kevin Samuels. Uh like he says, it, it, check him out on YouTube, brother. You can follow his Instagram page. He's giving up. Well, was, was he the one that said that lady about the six figure guy or something? Yeah, he's that one. Oh, that the guy. legendary video that yeah, caused yes, viral viral. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was yes. That, that was rough. That was rough. That was a rough one, brother. That was a rough one. Oh. That's a rough one. But, uh, oh man, but you know, he speaks to that. And I used to tell people that I truly believe relationships work and men want them to work. And I will always say that. But then he has said that women control sex and men control relationships. And I really completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's true. And so going back to what, going back to what we're saying about being 
intellectuals being dominant and, and dealing with submissive women getting inside their mindset, that's, that's that part of making a relationship work, is showing that person that you're willing to get inside of them and figure them out. You know, and not and not figure them out in a way to hurt them, but figure them out in a way to help them. And yeah. to help and to help y'all, you know, your two relationship move forward. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I tip all the time, they don't really want to try to I guess how can I say it? They I guess people in relationships a lot of days, men and women both can be lazy. A lot of times, they just want to learn just enough to get what they want, and then just just kind of stop. I say marriage is not a sprint; it's a marathon. Yes, it is. I said that's why a lot of why divorce rate is so high. I said, look, if you're so used to just getting with somebody, dumping, getting this and dumping, what do you think is going to happen when you get married? You're going to do what you've been practicing all your life mm-hmm. because y'all ain't trying to stick. You want a certain way, and then just move on, whatever. And then top it off, they got kids involved, and those kids get traumatized, and they bring that trauma with them, and they try to repeat the cycle, right. like a generational curse. Right. They don't seem to end. Right, right. <laughs> and, and even through the ups and downs of any relationship, there's a certain there's a certain responsibility to the relationship that whether you're having sex, not having sex, or you're speaking, not speaking, there's certain things that has to be done. Uh, you know, as a man, you know, if it snows outside, whether she's fucking me or not, I'm going to get up and shovel. I'm go- There's certain things, certain responsibilities to the to the, the relationship, mm-hmm. to the family that you have to constantly do, even when you're not so in love with that person or you don't like them at that moment. You can't never fall off your duties. You know, like a woman that would withhold sex from her man because he's not doing she- something that she would want him to do. I think that's very... <laughs> disingenuous and thank god i've never really run into that oh. situation oh i i i saw this i saw this one on reddit the dude posted he said a woman literally put up a sticky board that had stars like a goddamn kindergarten class right. and put up a thing on a refrigerator door saying do the laundry cook the food wash the dishes get a stars get enough stars to get a blowjob this week wow <laughs> that's really that's right. <laughs> You gotta be a beta for her to even think that she could do that. You know, like I wish I wish I wish somebody would do that to me. What that would be in the trash. Because my thing my my thing is this if you don't want to do your duty, someone else will. I'm telling you that I will find someone else to handle your duty. See, that's me as a being in my alpha male role. I'm going to tell them straight up, if you're not handling this, someone else will. No rap. Yeah, someone, else, someone else will, and I'm telling you, so you don't feel no kind of way when I am getting it done. Because if you're not doing it, someone else will. And for all that, like, yeah. oh, well, I should be able to do what you do. Well, then go fuck somebody. I mean, it's not that deep for me. Just, just you know, you know, whatever. But I don't, you know, this whole, yeah. it's got to be fair thing burns me up. But then do, first of all, People are gonna do what they want to do anyway. Um, what I eat, yeah. what, what you eat, don't make me shit. You know what I'm saying? If someone mm-hmm. cheats, if someone cheats on you, you going out and cheating on them doesn't make it better. As you just nope. said, you, as you just said earlier, like with that whole concept of you know um, an eye for an eye. Well, if it's an eye for an eye, then we all be blind, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you can't operate out of that mode. So 
if someone else cheated and then you go cheat, that means you was a cheater. You know, if mm-hmm. if, if my partner decides to smoke crack, I ain't gonna start smoking crack to get back at her or to or to or to be just as ignorant and not be available to the family as I should be. But no, but, not but, the way you want to go. But we're in this world of participation trophies. We're in this world of everything has to be fair for everybody. Like it's not life ain't fair. There are some women who are having extramarital affairs and their husbands are very dedicated to them and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. we have we I think we have to grow up and I think that we have enough information, as you said, um, that we can be better. And let me tell you, let me just add this one last thing. You said Reddick, man. Reddick is you talk about <laughs> brother. You wanna talk about you talk about um, Twitter. Oh my God, man! Uh, Reddick is Reddick is a whole nother rabbit hole. Guy. You're like what? It's a whole nother rabbit hole to go in, man. Some of them, some of them rooms are holy crazy, man. Holy, I already know. Crazy. I read this. I read this one article. This dude was saying he took uh, a flashlight. You know what a flashlight is, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So he said he took the flashlight. He liked it. So he said he, he attached it to his fan and turned it on. <laughs> and the fan. No. Yes, yes, yes. He said. Jesus. Sh- yes. He said the shit went on high and twisted his dick. And he went. <laughs> he had to go to the oh. hospital. He twisted his dick up, man. Oh, no, no, it. no. Yeah. This shit is so crazy, man. This shit is so crazy. No. This shit that you see. Already, so the stories are crazy, and some of it is like, is this person lying? You like, no, hell no. Someone tried that shit. Of course you would. Of course you would try to yep. put a fucking uh, a flashlight attached to a fucking broken fucking fan and rig it up so you can stick your dick in it and turn it on. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, and have it on and, and have it on low wasn't good enough. You had to just go ahead and put it on high. Go ahead and twist your dick up. What a jerk. I got he got me hurting pretty bad, man. To go and do a little man yeah. scientist routine with a fan and a flashlight, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it ain't worth all that, man. Yo, no, get, it ain't. No, work, work up 150 dollars. No, and man. Go somewhere, find a trick somewhere. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? And work it out. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Even if you wanted to do a pure fresh flashlight, they got some some wild stuff nowadays. You can get. If you yeah. want to pay the money, just right. shell the money, get it over with. If you yeah. want to do all some mad scientists and jack your dick up, I mean, you only got one D, man. Yeah. Why why you want to put your thing through a? I don't know what to do. It ain't worth that, man. Nah, go out there, just spend the money. You're actually saving yourself money as opposed to breaking your dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then pretty much you'll be okay, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, brother, look, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for getting on with me. Can you uh can you just please just drop your social media so oh, oh. so my people know where to where to go look you up? I highly recommend people go look at your page, check your content out, and definitely listen to your podcast. It's on uh iTunes and I'm sure it's on uh, I, I listen to it through iTunes. But I'm sure it's on um, Spotify as well. But go ahead and tell them where they can find you at. Oh, yeah. They can find me on Instagram at Noir's Kinks. 
N-O-I-R-S-K-I-N-K-S. It's the same name also on Twitter, or they can find me on Spotify, Anchor, at BDSM Noir, where I got a lot of my podcasts there as well. I even have my own Patreon for the more of the secret podcast or hearing more of seeing more of the sessions in color or hearing some more of the audio that's part of the sessions as well. Um, I will say also I I am planning maybe, I don't know, I'm debating on even thinking about actually going OnlyFans or not because I had people asking me about that, mm-hmm. where I'd be able to post more sessions. I can't really post my sessions the way I want to on um, Patreon. Okay. So I might be able to pour that on OnlyFans, like something else we've been kind of doing. But yeah, I'm debating on that. I don't know. I'll see. But yeah, right now I'm only on Instagram and Twitter and Spotify. Yeah, so, those main three places. So I didn't know you was on Patreon, but on Patreon, mm-hmm. are you saying Patreon? They also regulate the images as well. Well, I I heard about Dash, and you know he used to be to do Patreon. Okay. And he can he can put some really intense stuff, and he got flagged and kicked off because really? they said because Patreon had this weird rule where you can put up nudity in an artistic form, but if it's pornography, they'll take you off. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it, it really so basically, I can put up audio or even an ASMR erotic audio, mm-hmm. and it's fine. But if I put up a video, I might be in trouble. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to know that because I have a Patreon account and I was going to use it the same way. But, but now you're yeah. that, I'm like, you know what? I need to. Yeah, yeah. I I I did you I did you Patreon for the podcast and maybe some video and maybe some um um uh, audio or pictures like my rope picture size. Mm-hmm. But for actual doing some deep videos like that, there's a reason why I'm learning a lot of the big ones just go OnlyFans for that very reason because Patreon got this weird blasted rule. Mm. I, I don't get that. It's the mm. same way for me when going, depending on going to, mm. to a Shopify, okay. that you can put sex toys on Shopify, right. but if you use their payment gate, they won't let you use their payment gate because you're selling sex toys. <laughs> Man, like I said, you got to you, you do your own website. You yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting to that point, yeah. Yeah, that, that, think, that's that's where I'm at with it. That's why I created my website. I was like, I need everything to go through me because I'm tired of all the censorship and censorship is a whole, is a whole another conversation. But you, oh you, yeah, you understand what we're dealing with for sure. Oh yeah, I, to me, I like it's stupid because like you know they're buying sex toys. We're in the time of COVID. We're all in the house. Right. So if anything, it I'll be booming the right. sex toys now. Right. So this is just downright stupid. As right. much as America got going on with the dancing, the rap videos, right. everybody shaking her butt on TikTok, right. and yet, oh, forbid you sell sex toys. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't get. We, we got a lot of stuff that we got to reckon with, man. Uh, we got a lot of contradictions and stuff going on, but <laughs> we go. Yeah, that make, that, oh, yeah, that makes no sense to me, honestly. Well, thank you, brother, for being on. And um, I'll definitely reach out to you because I would like to get back on again uh, and have some okay. conversation. Okay. That definitely worked, for sure. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.